Hey guys, welcome to Higher Points, and today we're coming at you with a to the point, and we're going to talk about Nick's awesome accomplishment he had over the last uh, 75 days-ish, 85 now, something like that. But Nick finished 75 hard, which uh, is a very impressive accomplishment, and um, he's just going to talk about his experiences there, and we'll um, bounce some ideas off each other about it, and go with flow. Yeah, we've we've both kind of like ventured into that that realm. We, I tried and failed. And then um well, I think it was also interesting because you you and I like you you're the one that introduced me to Andy. And like at first, I really um I'm seriously considering like taking that mic or actually probably the cable, but anyway. Okay. So you're the one that introduced me to Andy, and mm-hmm. at first I really couldn't stand him because he was like dropping the f bomb every three seconds, and then you talked about him more and more and more and and that kind of stuff. And so uh, I started listening to him more, and then I kind of like I was like, okay, like this is this dude's personality, like he's just intense, mm-hmm. and um, he's and all that very good stuff. compassionate about everything yeah. he talks about. And so um, I was just like, like he always talked about seventy five hard and, and all this other kind of stuff, and I always saw it personally as kind of like this like insurmountable thing like where i was like uh, i would never be able to do that or whatever and then i saw you know you doing it a couple of times and 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 i was just like like slowly working myself into it and then also seeing dallas do it and i was like you know what like i'm gonna do this like and you know we you and i started it at the same day Mm -hmm. and and then i was just like full send i made it like four days (laughs) and and i was just like full send because like and then you were feeling bad because you were like you didn't want to tell me because you're like you didn't want to like mess with the mojo, mm-hmm. and uh, so so I guess we should probably start from the beginning. So seventy five hard is Andy calls it a program. Like it's not a it's not a challenge. It's not a it's not it's not anything else. It's it's a program. It's not a fitness challenge. Yeah. It's it's more about mental toughness than it is about weight loss or anything like that it's just basically to make you kind of mentally stronger to change your thought process and check check the boxes every day and 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 check yourself too is Mm -hmm. mainly what it is because at the end of the day all of the critical tasks that you have to complete there's nobody there looking and monitoring like you could you could lie your way through the program if you wanted to Mm -hmm. no nobody's gonna truly know but it's like college like you can easily lie your way through college. I yeah. watched it happen during my degree. But anyway, continue. Yep, you can. <laughs> well, you can lie your way through it. Yeah. But what do you get out of it? Yeah. And 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 that's just the other thing too is you also see it when at the end how people are not only in how they look but how they act, how they talk, and you can kind of tell the difference between the people that have really done it versus the people that kind of said they did it, mm-hmm. um, and the way they they say they did it and all that other kind of stuff, and then. Also, the way they kind of "quote unquote" party afterwards, and so to start again from the beginning, essentially, it's seventy-five hard is seventy-five constant days of two workouts a day, one of which has to be outside, regardless of weather condition. Now, Andy does say, like, use common sense. If there's a tornado outside, don't be going outside to do your forty-five minute workout. Then you have a daily progress picture, a gallon of water, ten pages in a book, and then following a diet of some kind. When and it's not, it doesn't matter what the diet is. Essentially, um, as long as it's like some sort of a healthy diet, um, we won't get too deep into the weeds on that. And then no cheat meals or alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I missed anything. Is that all of them? 
No, that's right. Okay. And so um, I guess just to kind of start in the beginning, so the, the first, you know, two workouts, the way I kind of did them was when the gym was open, I would do one at the gym. And then I would, I kind of went back to, I guess, my old school way of doing things where it was more like bodybuilding type stuff of just kind of focusing like buys and tries, chest and back. You know, I, I did try to institute some of the stuff that Felicia taught me when it came to like push pull. Mm-hmm. So if I did a pushing motion, I was following up with a pull. And, you know, and, and then after that, I would find a reason or somehow to walk like outside for 45 minutes, like with my dog or locking the college doors on campus or whatever it was, which one of my coworkers loved me because for essentially 75 days, I was locking the entire college campus because it was about 38 minutes on foot to get it all done. Yeah. And so it was an opportunity for me to get out with my dog and walk around and then listen to Andy and get it in. And then I just make a couple extra laps or whatever, and then head home. So that was kind of how I did the whole thing. If the gym wasn't open, then I basically just walked kind of twice a day. And, uh, and then, so you take the daily progress picture. I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. You know, Andy wants it done essentially in your underwear. So he says, since it's not a diet program, the daily progress picture is a way for you to tangibly see your progress that you would have mentally. Like it's kind of like that outward symbol of your mental growth that you can watch something because on a program like this and you're working on your mind, there's nothing for you to really look at or compare or put side by side to really see what the growth was. But like, as your mind builds, like your body yeah, follows and gets better and better. Yeah. And that was another thing too. I found that the days like there, there were walls um, there were certainly walls for me around 20 was like in the 20 ish day area. There was a wall and then there was another wall again, about 50, 45, 50, somewhere around in there. And I found that when I would like, I'd sit in my patrol car and I would like, or my truck or whatever, <clears throat> wherever I was. And I'd sit there and I kind of like put my head back and it'd be like five more minutes is kind of what I tell myself. And Andy calls that's the, that the bitch voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have your boss voice and your bitch voice and he says the best way you can kind of illustrate it is you have an angel on one shoulder, devil on the other, you know, the angels telling you what you need to do and you know, you need to do that. And, but the devil's saying like, Oh, you know, or the bitch voice is telling you, well, you've worked hard up into this point. And that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where people get is, you know, I was good on my diet all week. Like I can, I can do like McDonald's all weekend or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I found that when I was in those moments of just, Oh like really dreading i mean truly dreading getting out and walking because and and i also chose to do the program at this time because it was the holidays it was cold outside like i wanted to challenge myself through those times because i knew that i was going to be tempted with amazing food i knew that i was going to be tempted to want to stay inside because it's like warm inside it's comfortable inside But if I found myself just get up in that moment, like if I just flipped the switch right there in that moment where my brain was like, no, don't, and boom, got to it, it was like a fire. I don't, I can't explain it. It was just like there was extra coal in the engine and I would just absolutely burn through that workout more than the days that I was quote unquote motivated Mm -hmm. to do it. And it was just an interesting phenomenon that I hadn't really anticipated. Um. And so just, just going through it, it was cool to be able to bounce things off of you, bounce things off of, of Dallas, um, and, you know, really just kind of get some ideas and then also ask questions. Like there was one day I went to the range 
and I was like, hey, Dallas, I was like, what do you think? Like, I'm going to the range and I'm going to be like running back and forth and stuff. Like, can I count that as my 45 minutes? And he goes, the rule of thumb is if you have to ask, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. With the point with which you're trying to justify it, no, it doesn't. I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll go run around at the range and essentially kind of get a workout in. But then after that, I'm going to the gym. And, you know, it was, it was interesting too, because there were a lot of people that were like kind of looking at me and like shaking their head, like, you're doing what? Like, oh goodness. Like, well, I couldn't give up my sweets right now. I couldn't do that right now. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. And I'm like, exactly. Like, that's exactly why I did it. And I I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like you. I want to be more mentally resilient. It'd be better than you. Yeah. And, and so I was like, I'm, that's exactly why I chose to do it during this time. And people, some people were telling me like, I'm crazy or I could never do that or whatever. And I'm like, I used to think that same way. Hide and watch. And, but yeah. Um, but, but it was also interesting too, because, you know, there were a lot of those things that I was already doing. Like I wasn't necessarily doing the two days of working or the two workouts a day. And I wasn't necessarily doing the water or the food, but just like having to essentially pivot because the way my schedule works is I work seven, 11 to sevens, which is midnight shift. So 11 PM to 7 AM one day off six, three to 11s do a turnaround. Like today was my turnaround. So I worked until 11 last night, get off, come back at 7 AM on Sunday morning, work 7 AM to 3 PM. So my, my schedule is always changing. Well, in, in that, through the last 12 years of being a cop, things come up. Like I have to wake up for court or I have to wake up for this, or I got this family barbecue or this, that, and the other. So I think that helped prepare me for 75 hard because there were times that I was having to pivot constantly pivoting. Yeah. Where I, where I would be like, okay, I'm going to go get my workout in real quick. But then suddenly it's, it's, you know, Rice County to 519. I have this call that you now need to respond to that takes up two hours of your time. and completely screws with what you had planned. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I, if I wasn't working, um, you know, like my kids want to play video games and I don't want to tell them, no, you know, I want to hang out with them, but I was like, I'm going to, I want to go do my workout. So there was that constant you don't need pivoting. to hang out with your kids according to Andrew Tate. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> man, we already been over this. All right. You need to let it go. I'm right. And you're wrong. It's all there is to it. Um, and so, um, you know, so it was just constantly pivoting and, you know, Aunt Dallas was telling me, he's like, man, you, you've got it rough because of your schedule. And I was mm-hmm. just like, like to me, that's just life. Like I didn't, I didn't see it as rough. Um, so getting, getting the workouts in weren't necessarily hard. I must say that I, I enjoyed the gym more. It was kind of nice to get something different in there and also just kind of do what I wanted, uh, for a little while, although I'm kind of like not liking that again. So that I, you know, Felicia's giving me workouts and stuff again, and that's been nice. And, um, uh, but it was, but the, they didn't do me any uh, any favors when it came to deadlift. My deadlift is nowhere near what it used to be, and and also to be fair, when I tried that pull a couple of days ago, the Felicia always says it's like two days later when things start to manifest, like with your dehydration or whatever. That two days earlier, I had ate like crap. I hadn't hydrated well, and then also because of the weight loss that I had during seventy five hard, I lost about. 25-ish pounds. I tried. I weighed with the same scale every time at the gym. And I did it every Monday. And so as a result, like my weight belt doesn't fit anymore. Like the the Velcro overlaps too much where there's no Velcro for me to like strap onto anymore. So when I do strap it on, it's decently loose. So I'm really not getting any support. 
Uh, my knee sleeves, they don't fit anymore. They're too loose. Yeah. And, and, and some of that stuff's old too, and I need to replace it. Um, so I'm, that was kind I'm of there like, with my leg sleeves too. Then things are wore out. <laughs> well, it, it was kind of an interesting thing because I didn't even realize it because I hadn't really been using it a lot because I hadn't been lifting super <laughs> heavy. And I was basically doing like dumbbells and machines and stuff like that. I wasn't really doing a whole lot with a barbell. Yeah. Uh, so that was an interesting, I guess, kind of benefit, but also detriment in a way because that stuff's not cheap. Buying all new of that, <clears throat> well, is not a cheap endeavor. Well, a belt's like a hundred bucks at least. Well, and I want to get a lever belt like yours mm -hmm. because I think that, you know, when it comes to like deadlift and squat and stuff, like you need that extra, like just really rigid support for you to support against with your abs. Yeah. And I mean, you buy a decent one and you may never have to buy another belt. Yeah. Know? Um, so, so when it came to the, we talked about the workouts, the progress picture is kind of self-explanatory for me. You know, I just kind of did the progress picture usually at the end of my day, which kind of sometimes sucked because I was also slamming water at the end of the day. There would be sometimes that out of my gallon of water, <clears throat> I would have like two thirds of a gallon left and I'm ready for bed. I would start early. Like when I did mine, cause I had a constant schedule. Like when I tried 75 hard. Go to the gym, 5 o'clock, and I had most of my gallon of water done. And I'd take my progress pick when I got back. So I had a lot of things done. And then sometimes I'd even read in the mornings before. Because if I, if I would read when I'd lay down in bed at night, <laughs> oh, I'm out snoring while I'm trying to read. You know, wake up, it's like 1230. It's like, oh, fuck. Well, and everything, and yeah, saying everything on 75 hard <clears throat> is based on your sleep schedule. And so, like, it's before you fall asleep. I That's the day. So if you have a rotating schedule, you can still make it work. I messed the, – the reason I failed is because I didn't get my shit done in the morning and I pushed it off and I forgot to take my picture. Oh. Woke up at like 1230 <clears> and <throat> 1 o'clock. I was like, uh, uh, Damn. I lose. Well, it, the thing about the progress picture at the end of the day like that is when I was slamming water, I'd get bloated. Yeah. So then you'd go and you'd like want to compare it and you're like, ugh. Like I didn't lose. But then the very next day when I'd wake up, like you could see the difference. So I started to try to kind of take it more when I would wake up or when I would get out of the shower or something like that. But there was really no rhyme or reason to it. And I didn't, I didn't set any notifications on my phone because I didn't want my phone telling me like, oh, don't forget this. Oh, don't forget that. Oh, don't forget this. Cause like I wanted my brain to not be reliant on the device. Like you can in the 75 hard app from the play store set up reminders, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I did the same thing. I didn't, I didn't even download the app. Just wanted to do it. Raw and unfiltered. Let's see how that worked out for me. And then, and then when it came to the actual, um, when it came to the actual like diet, the basically the way I looked at the diet was like if it was, if it was loaded with a bunch of preservatives that I didn't really like recognize, like for me, citric acid is just like lemon juice and mm -hmm. citric acid can be used as a preservative. <clears throat> so if, if it was something that I kind of recognized and it wasn't just loaded with all these preservatives, like that was okay to eat. So like instead of buying the 89 cent loaf of bread, I was having to buy the $3 artisano bread that had like no preservatives in it. Hiding it from the kids. And <laughs> yeah, literally I was not even joking, hiding it from the kids. Um, and, and then if essentially if it was like loaded with butter or loaded with sugar, like if it had natural sugars, like if you get 100% juices that just have the natural sugar that's in that juice mm -hmm. and it doesn't have at like a bunch of added sugars then I would eat that. Um, essentially, if it was something that was processed like uh, like a potato chip or a like a, like a pasta, like I didn't eat any pasta because it was just like essentially 
would just transfer all right into sugars. Like those carbohydrates essentially just transfer right all into glucose. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I had to give up like chicken Alfredo that I absolutely freaking love. Um, spaghetti was, uh, whatever. I don't really care for spaghetti. Um, but you know, essentially if it was processed in any way, so it was amazing to me or, Oh, another thing, if it was deep fried, like if I was in control of the frying process, like I would eat a fried potato from time to time, like I would cube it, but I was in control of a very small amount of butter or a very small amount of like Whoa. olive oil mm-hmm. to, to do that frying process. But most of the time I did like a, like a fried in the air fryer or something like that. Yeah. Um, so if I was in control of that and it was limited amounts, but like the point with which you go to say like Sonic French fries, they're just dumped into a vat Dripping of grease. Yeah, of grease. And so the same thing, I went to, um, Casey's and I bought like, tw- uh, like 20 wings. Cause I was like, okay, here's good. Like here's this protein, right? Well, they changed their breaded, their wings to like breaded kind of deep fried. And I, so I had to like give them away. Like I paid for these and I was like, seriously, I was like, you know, like Gambino's has the ones that don't have like the breading ones. on them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just essentially just the chicken wing that's been now like oven roasted. So, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't kill myself with just doing like salads and nothing but like rice and sweet potato and, you know, that kind of stuff and still lost essentially like 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, could, could I have maybe lost 35 or 45 had I stuck to just chicken, fish, sweet potato, rice, maybe. Um, That's but not sustainable. I didn't. I didn't want to set myself up for failure right out of the gate. Like he does say, like follow a diet of some kind and just counting macros and then eating trash to meet your macros and eating empty calories. Like that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So you can't save up all your macros for one meal and then eat fucking pizza. Right. Right. And and I will say I did have pizza, but. I scraped the toppings off and just ate the toppings. I did not eat the the mm-hmm. breading at all. Yeah. Um. So and I did have like keto pizza where it's got like that chicken breast uh crust stuff like that. I've never had the chicken breast stuff. I've done the like uh, cauliflower crust, but I yeah, the chicken breast ones. The it's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. I did like I feel a, like it would be better than cauliflower crust. <clears throat> I did a, a really light like um like Alfredo sauce on it, and then like did more cheese and chicken and tomatoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and did it that way, but it, it was just, um, it was just like a really interesting process. And I found myself wanting to challenge myself more <clears throat> like I'm going to read like Always five take mo- the hard path. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read like five more pages or I'm going to wait until it gets dark out because I know it's going to be cold as shit. Uh, the times when we had like that negative seven degree weather and stuff, my kids hated me cause I took them out with me. <laughs> on on those and alex got stuck with the worst night when it was negative seven and like literally we i had icicles hanging from my eyebrows and eyelashes and my mask was frozen like remember that one did you see andy's story where his mask was frozen to his beard Mm -hmm. um if my beard would have been longer that would have happened to me as well and it was like negative negative like 27 with the wind chill that night and it was god awful cold yeah but i was telling my son like look look around son do you see anyone else out here doing this like we're out here doing this hard shit like we're getting it done getting better and everybody's sleeping well everybody else is in their relative general comfort 
And so I found myself like really waiting till it was the uncomfortable times because I could have chosen in the day when the sun was up and it was around, you know, the mid 40s sometimes or upper 30s. But I found it also interesting that when it was quote unquote cold out to me before doing this, like when it was like 30, 27, when I would go out in the 27 to 32 degree weather, that would feel like summer compared to negative seven. Like I'd go out and be like, oh, this isn't bad. Whereas beforehand, I would have been like freezing. I would have been like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like get me in a car, warm up the car, whatever. Um, so it was just, uh, it was just an overall interesting process that <clears throat> I, some of the things came easy because, you know, like I guess I was kind of already doing them when it came to the pivoting and the mental aspects of just kind of checking the boxes and getting the, the day done because I'd always, kind of done that i'd never done it with two workouts and a progress picture and all this but my brain has recently worked that way where i go to work and i get this done with the kids and i get this done with the wife and then i get this and this and this and this done and then at the end of the day after i've checked those boxes then i do the thing that i want and whether that's gaming smoking a pipe etc so that part was not foreign uh, you know, drinking a gallon of water every day was foreign. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people think it's a lot, but it's, I mean, most people over a hundred pounds should probably drink a gallon of water a day. Well, and I found myself even still thirsty after the gallon. Mm-hmm. And like, I would wake up sometimes at night still thirsty and I'm like, how am I thirsty? Like I, I have a gallon of water going through my system. Like they this is a gallon make sense. for every hundred pounds you weigh. Dude, three and a half gallons? Well, that's that's when we were playing football, that's what they would say to us. Yeah. That's a lot of water. Interesting rule of thumb. But it, it's also attention to the small details because like Nate was saying with the progress picture, like that's easy to kind of overlook. Two workouts, like that's a big deal mm-hmm. like in most people's minds. And But it's only an hour and a half if yeah. you think about it. You yeah. Know? Like my, that's one of my workouts is an hour and a half, two hours most days, you know, one of our workouts is, yeah. so you're just splitting them up. Essentially, you're just doing different things. But the thing is like, you're still trying to do strongman or your other lifts. You're going to be in there an hour and a half, one of your workouts regardless. And then you still got another 45 minutes later. So you end up working out a lot more. Well, and, uh, but I think it's easy to overlook the picture or the reading than it is to overlook working out. Mm-hmm. Well, or I would say overlooking food. Most people that start 75 hard are already somewhat active before they start, you know. And so they're they're already working out and this and that. And then they just stack that on top. That was one of my biggest things. I just tried to stack too much on my plate. <clears throat> That's just your MO in general. And only sleeping four hours a night. That doesn't work out good or less. Well, so, like, another thing I thought was interesting was I did my best to try to, like, track all my workouts with my watch. And so in December... Uh, I had, well, actually, let me, let me go back. Cause I started basically at the end of October. So let's do November. So in November I had, uh, of, of walking workouts. Cause I didn't track any of my, my workouts in the gym. Um, of walking workouts. I had 31 hours, 47 minutes and 40 seconds in November spent walking. And that was 21,500 calories. And then in December, I had 29 hours, 29 minutes, 47 seconds for a total of 19,000 calories. And so it was kind of cool just to look at some of the statistics and see like how many steps 
You were getting. You were getting. I know my steps went from like <clears throat> fifteen thousand a day up to like twenty five, thirty thousand a day is what I was getting. Uh, it was just it was just a an interesting metrics to look at when you put it all on there and just kind of see what what you accomplished. Um, and I don't know. I just I uh, to me the the I never really looked at which which is something I'm struggling with now and I don't know why, but when I when I was doing 75 hard it was never really negotiable like I, I there was no negotiation about it like I'd set out to do it I'd kind of signed a just contract with myself I just went and did it and there was no there was no negotiation the day in my mind was already done like it was already completed I was just doing the stuff in the middle it took to get to that mm-hmm. completed day no I, I understand that <clears throat> feeling it was never a negotiation like when I went through it either it was like oh I just forgot that you're done you know it was always like gotta get this done gotta get this done oh gonna finish my walk at 12 30 tonight then go to bed after i've been farming all day yeah <laughs> and then gotta get it done but it was never like you said never a negotiation it's just a, a the discipline side of that is like oh i slept in 20 minutes late this morning so that threw my whole day off yeah and then i forgot to take my picture and so I mean, it's just, it teaches you, like, like how things compound in your life, really. Like, one decision, what it does throughout your day, or, or your week, or 75 days, or a year, you know? Well, you talk about the compounding. Like, I never really read a whole lot, unless it was for school and stuff. I absolutely burned through books mm-hmm. during 75 Hard. I mean, burn through books. Like I, I read so many books during 75 hard. And then also the fact that it's like, you have to read this book and stay with this book until you're done. And then reading the 75 hard book, it was crazy because Andy and I shared a lot of similarities of childhood, like even down to his favorite world war two plane was the P 51 Mustang. And that was mine as well. You know, being that unmotivated fat kid that was pretty deep. Like I was pretty decent at baseball. Like I'm, I'm willing to admit that. I mean, I got asked to play on all-star teams when I was in because, I mean, I just had a really good glove. I was still kind of a stocky kid, but mm-hmm. I could hit the ball and I could field the ball. And so I was pretty good at that, but I was still fat, overweight, not really the popular kid and and all that other good stuff and not really motivated to really be better or do better. And so it was interesting to read some of those similarities and be like, okay, like I too can do this as well. Yep. Um but speaking of the speaking of the discipline side, so I'm I'm going through and I'm putting together a meal and stuff, and I'm like, oh hey, look, some cranberries, you know, like or some craisins, I think it was, or something like that. I was like, okay, you know, there's some fruit, I'll eat some of these, and so like I put them in my mouth, and then I turn the bag around as I'm chewing, and I'm looking at the nutrition facts, and it's like 52 grams added added sugar. So I'm like, <laughs> I, thankfully I had, yeah, I thankfully I hadn't swallowed it yet, so I was like. <laughs> You know, spitting it out. Spits them back in the bag. And every- <laughs> put it back in the cupboard. <laughs> nobody will know. Uh, but, like, thankfully. Cause Ain't nobody if, eating craisins anyways. If I would have swallowed that, I would have had to, like, start over. Take it from the top. And and I'm really glad that didn't work out. There was another time that I almost forgot a progress. Well, several times that I laid down and I was like, <sighs> I went, oh, crap. And I got up and took my yeah, progress picture. Um, but the worst one was on day 74. I got off at 7 a.m., and then I had to be back up at 9 a.m. to go to a funeral. So day 74, 
I'm getting home. I'm getting all my stuff up. I'm trying to get into bed. I'm trying to get all this stuff done. Get my suit ready. I'm doing all this stuff to get ready to go to this funeral. And I lay down and I'm like, okay, I'll get a couple hours to get some sleep in. And I start trying to go to sleep. Well, then Dallas saved my ass. He texted me and was like, one more day. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I was like, holy crap. Cause I was like in that part where I was kind of starting to like drift off and everything. And then he texts me, which woke me up. And then I was like, holy shit, I forgot to do my progress picture on day 74. Had it not been for Dallas texting me, I would have failed 75 hard on day 74. I just got essentially got lucky there. And, uh, and then day 70, it was also interesting because about day 70, I was like really excited, really looking forward to being done, deciding what I was going to do to like kind of celebrate or whatever. Like I wasn't going to go out and party or anything and like go back to the old me, but I was like, I'm going to do something to kind of commemorate this. And I kind of settled on going to 6S Steakhouse because I'd always wanted to go there. And I, uh, about day 70, I'm like really happy and excited. And then 72 and then 73 came around and I actually kind of had like a dread feeling like it was dreadful. And I, I felt like it was like, now what? Like, am I going to go back to being the old me? Am I going to go back to being a fat fuck? Am I going to go back to that? Like I kind of had like a, <clears throat> oh shit feeling and rather than a, wow, I completed something feeling. Mm-hmm. And I just knew that I was like, okay, like you're just going to have to continue making the decisions you've been making for the last 75 days. Like this doesn't mean that you just go out and eat like a whole cake and go back to just being who you were. And it's, it's been it's all about balance. Yeah. It's, it's been interesting and rough afterwards a little bit too. Cause like today I found myself, I was like, <clears throat> why don't you, like I was in, um, no, it was yesterday I was in dollar general. And I saw this uh, bag of Kit Kats, and I really like Kit Kats. I was like, you can get that now. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm just like, just because you're not doing the 75 hard program doesn't mean just gives you a, like a blank slate. It's just amazing. go out and do that. It's amazing how clear you think. Like when you're eating healthy and you're not drinking and you're just doing all the right things. Like how clear your mind is, you know. How much better, excuse me, how much better you sleep. That's why I didn't want a Dr. Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> How much better, like, you think you wake up in the morning and you've got a clear mind and you're just, like, ready to go, you know? Well, and also, like, my body didn't feel, like, puffy and bloated because I wasn't eating all the preservatives and all the butter. And not that butter is bad because I personally think, like, margarines and seed oils and things are <clears throat> probably worse than they the overall. Their... Yeah. But... um you know, of being really cognizant of what's in your food. Like, I can't tell you how many different packages I turned around and looked at. And I was like, oh, this looks, you know, halfway decent. And I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, I don't recognize any of that stuff. And it, all it says next to melodextrahyphomoride is parentheses preservative. And I'm like, nope, put it back. Like, I, I don't know what that is. I have no idea what chemical compound that is. It may be perfectly good for me. Um, but I don't know that. And so I'm just going to put it back and not eat it. Nothing wrong with that. So I would go into Casey's and get food and it's really limited on what I could get basically like beef jerky. And it even would depend on the beef jerky because some of them have a lot of added sugars in them. Mm -hmm. So it'd have to be Jack links. It's it's sweet. I don't want my beef jerky to be sweet. It's disgusting. Or or like wet. Like I bite into it and it's wet. Um, 
So essentially, really the only things that I got from there other than like, say, water, obviously, would be once in a great while, Andy said, Andy said you can drink diet soda during 75 hard because it didn't have sugar. But for me, that was kind of like a treat thing once in a while. Like when I was really jonesing for something sweet, which in the beginning was more frequent, but towards the end, it was less frequent. Like I'd find myself like not caring about those foods. Like I think I it's like really... after the first two or three weeks, you really start to like not crave those sweets and the chocolates and yeah. the sugars. Well, much. it's essentially like detoxing off mm-hmm. of something you're addicted to is, is what it is. My sweet treat was always peanut butter. Really? Mm-hmm. I, um... I, well, anyway, I, I would give myself like a diet Mountain Dew just kind of like as a as a thing to like when I was wanting something sweet or whatever, just kind of like tied me over. It didn't yeah. really feed the that all the way, but it would like help. But mainly I was like protein bars because there were some protein bars in there that had like no like zero or two grams of sugar in them. Not the Fit Crunch ones. And no, definitely not those. <laughs> and and fucking candy bar. the metrics, the metrics bars. Have There's you ever looked? Sugar in those Holy too. shit, man. Those things have like 20, 30 grams of sugar in them. Oh, I mean, they're loaded with protein. But there, there's just as many grams sugar as there, or more grams sugar than there is protein. Ordered some more uh, first form bars. Um. Oh yeah, are they good? I haven't got them yet. Just ordered them Friday. I also got a best. So can I mooch off of you on those two? Mm-hmm. Yes. You just need to start buying me everything. Like, will you just buy me all of my supplements and like my supportive gear and all that stuff? As long as you pay me back. <laughs> that's not what i said i want you to be my sugar daddy i bought some protein for heather and felicia they paid me back though and then i got some pre-workout for me and i got a... did you get ignition no project one hmm. ignition's the carbs oh what oh maybe it was i have project one then i can't remember ignition's the like <clears throat> the carbs you mix with your project or with your uh Formula One protein. Oh, okay. Um, I'm super excited about the weighted vest, though. Yeah? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to run, or what are you going to do? Man, a little bit of everything. Just get a shirtless in the wellness center with it on. <laughs> Great. We're going to have another sign on the door now. <laughs> Ego lifter. Uh, actually, I was thinking you should just work all day in it. Yeah, maybe. Might as well. <laughs> actually, no. I wear 50 pounds worth of freaking tools on my What's hips. another 50 pounds, man? Just You'd be like ripped. My, my playing weight. <laughs> You'd be ripped. See me crawling around the trusses with that. Um, I'm kind of trying to think of anything else like that. It was cool to kind of look at the before and after pictures. I noticed well. like when I like in the 44 days or whatever that I did it, like my tolerance for bullshit went yeah way down. Yeah, it's like that guy so much potential, but he is meeting absolutely zero of it. And it drove me insane. Yeah. It was easy to see and also humbling to look back and say, like, holy cow, I've wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And to then go out and then just execute and see what you did accomplish, it was like, holy cow. Like, I mean, And it wasn't like every day you were pulling a Fortune 500 company out of your ass, right? But just what you accomplished and just, yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, what you accomplished and just putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And then in 75 days, you just exceed so much. Even in 40 days, you just accomplish so much. And it's not like you don't notice it right away. I notice. I feel like it's like three or four months down the road is like when you really start to notice that hard work pay off or maybe years. 
but like eventually like that good karma or whatnot, like well, from you Ed, busting your ass, the universe is going to repay you for that. Ed Milet, the power of one more, you know, like one more phone call, one more email, one more step, one more workout, one more lift, one more rep. Mm-hmm. Um, of like that next one will like w- might be what breaks you through that next email to a customer might be what breaks your company open and opens doors that you never even thought about to where you don't have to work three full-time jobs to <laughs> run your business. Um, but, uh, I would say it was cool to also have the, the first picture and then like, look at that picture on day, like 10 or 12 or 20 because even in 10 days you see a big difference yeah yeah i mean it was cool to watch you probably see more of a difference in the first 20 days from 1 to 20 i would agree than you do in the last yes yes the the last part i was like the the results kind of started to slow a little bit as far as the the external results i think the internal results were more Mm mm-hmm but the external results, they kind of started to not be as like I guess maybe pronounced. But like, I didn't, I didn't change anything. Like I wasn't kind like of I was in that something rhythm else. a little bit, like um, where you're grinding and grinding and grinding towards the end. But then like you're, that's when you get complacent. Is there at the end, like you said, like you're about to fall asleep on day seventy four and then the yeah. picture, you know, that's when complacency kicks in when you've been in that rhythm for so yeah. long. And that's yep. when the, the yep. mental aspect right. of it really kicks into effect. Dude, I, I, I did Dallas saved my ass. I mean, that was a whole God thing that Dallas saved my ass there. Cause I, I was going to fail that day. Like I was on my way. Done. And uh and, and, and to me also I never feared I never feared the failure ever. To me, I was like, okay, if something happens, like, it's not like my birthday's gone. I'll just start over. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to do this. It's not negotiable. And so if I fail on 22, 23, 74, 72, doesn't matter to me. Go back to the beginning. Start it all over again. No, no factor. No factor, as Jocko would say. No factor. Like, it's done. Mm-hmm. If it gets done 80 days from now or 90 days from now or 75 days from now, it doesn't matter to me. It's it's done. What's done is done. Um, and uh, there was something else I was going to bring up, and then I got off tangent on that one. But I don't really remember what it was now. And then I'm going to kick myself in the ass. <laughs> oh, another thing I didn't think about was, so during Halloween... Uh, so obviously, you know, like during Halloween, my wife likes to, I shouldn't say obviously people don't know, but my wife likes to do a Halloween party. So she'll make all kinds of cool snacks and chili and people come over and they'll start drinking and we'll play like different games, cards against humanity. Um, uh, my mom, um, oh my goodness. Why am I drawing a blank? That game where you toss your keys into the bowl? No, the one where you, <laughs> gosh, when, why? Why am I drawing the blank where you toss the beanbag through the freaking hole? Cornhole. Cornhole. Jesus, man. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Cornholio. Um, where you play cornhole, stuff like that. Well, everybody was trying to get me to drink and like, I, I can't. And they're like, what? Why? And they explain it to them and they'd be like, oh, okay. So you're a fucking psychopath. Well, then I left. I left like right at the beginning of the party because I'm like, I'm going to get my 45 minute walk in. Well, there were people that were pissed off at me that I left. There were people that like held a grudge against me. I shouldn't say grudge, but they were angry with me that I'd left and I'd quote unquote left them out to dry. And I was like, sorry, like I was going to get my work in. Like, and I'm not really big on groups of people. So it was also my chance to decompress and then come back 
Mm-hmm. You know, I went out and got my tank refilled and then came back and I could be they were a little there. more extroverted. Yeah. Um, or like my, like I had a buddy that he made mashed potatoes and he's like, dude, I made these. These are amazing. Like I put a little bit of the juices from the meat. You got to try these and basically sticks the mashed potatoes in my face on a sp- spoon, which I feel bad because I love cooking for people. So I love when my stuff tastes good and then people taste and they're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. And I had to tell them I can't. Yeah. Because the mashed potatoes were full of a bunch of butter and all the stuff that I wasn't going to eat. And basically, I knew if it tasted like super amazing, like that wasn't something I was going to eat. That was another litmus test. Yeah. And um, it could still taste good. But if it was that like, oh, my God, that's good. Like cinnamon rolls and shit like that, you know. That that was like the litmus test of it's not it's not good, <laughs> good for me. But um, you know, of, of having to like let people down and tell them no that I wasn't going to eat something or I wasn't going to drink something because I couldn't, and then I had to explain why. Which I wonder if that's like some hidden marketing technique <laughs> for seventy five because you have to tell everybody why you're doing it. It's like, well, who's Andy Frisell? He's like, well, he owns First Form. It's like, oh, First Form. What's First Form? <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's all part of the marketing. <laughs> <scene>. <laughs> and here we are talking about it on a podcast to other people, so <laughs> it's working. Well, and and, al- and also the the way the program came about was because he'd made a bet with some friends that he could lose like what was it, it was like a hundred pounds or hundred and twenty pounds or hundred fifty pounds in seventy five days, mm-hmm. and the bet was like what two hundred and fifty thousand, yeah, hundred twenty five or two hundred fifty thousand. That he that he couldn't do it, and he basically came up with this program as a result of that, and he lost the weight and won the bet. Us peasants don't throw around those kind of dollars like that. <laughs> I'll bet you five bucks I can do this. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, Most of the time it's like, I'll bet you this. You got to shock on that beer if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I just wanted to, like, you know, say, you know, thank you to my family for essentially tolerating me kind of through this because when I set my mind to something, like, I kind of go all in. And so there were times that I'd have to tell them, like, hey, we got to get home because I got to get a workout in. Or, like, I can't go do that because I've got to get a workout in. Um, or I need to, you know, I'm like my kids, like my daughter sometimes, I'd be in the middle of reading my book. And, like, to me, like, that was 10 minutes of non-negotiable time because uh, it'd take me about 10 or 12 minutes to read that. Yeah. That was 10 or 12 minutes of non-negotiable time without without interruption. So my daughter would be like, can you tuck me in? I'm like, not right now, babe. I'm, I'm reading. You know, I'd eventually go do it. But, like, I wasn't getting up right there in that moment. And, uh, you know, and, and also to friends that, like, I would leave in the middle of parties. You know, thanks for tolerating me. And then also thanks to Dallas for, you know, listening to me day in and day out or, you know, bouncing things off. And also uh, Dallas, Harmon, and Emily. Uh, Harmon, hey, I said it right this time, Dallas. You can smile while you're delivering your mail and you hear that. Um, they also got me like a 75 hard shirt at the end. And that was cool because no matter what, nobody can take away the fact that I did that, mm-hmm. that I actually did it. And I actually held myself accountable. Like nobody was there with a gun to my head. Like I did it. It was me. And like nobody made those food decisions. Because I could have easily, like, I could have slipped in a uh, you piece know, of pizza I at three slipped, in the morning at Casey's, and nobody would have known mm-hmm. other than me. Um, well, and you couldn't have lived with that. It, it wouldn't. I wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, and you know, I am just humbled at like the process in and of itself, and the fact that Andy gives this program for free mm-hmm. because he truly believes in people being better. 
and he wants to invest in people and make them better. And that is humbling because he could take this and sell it. It works. It 100% works. It's not some fad diet. It's not some guy saying, hey, do this, and they've never done it before. Like he does it. Like he's doing 75 hard again right now. I think he's on like day like 38, 40, somewhere around there. I think he's constantly doing 75 hard. Well, he hadn't been because of uh, his shoulder his shoulder, and then uh, well he actually did it during his shoulder like in the beginning stages of his shoulder but he also um, he had uh, he was also coming off of his antidepressant and stuff like that where that was really affecting him and he said this last year was like kind of the hardest for him and he was starting 75 hard again during the holidays kind of like I did mm-hmm. um, and and then because he knew he wanted to build that momentum going through the new year not just like that it was this new year's resolution so I think that's another interesting thing was like at any point in time, you can go out and make this decision. I arbitrarily decided to do it on like October 18th or whatever it was. It was the end of October. Yeah. And it wasn't like it was some new year's resolution thing. Like you should be going out and executing every single day. And and that doesn't mean that you have to go out and do two 45 minute workouts and a progress picture and 10 pages, blah, 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 blah. Some percent better. Something like every for day. instance, Talk yourself out of eating McDonald's. Just that one thing in that day. Or Set whatever. a timer on your social media. Yeah. So you're something. not on TikTok for four hours. Execute every day to make yourself better. Like whatever it may be. Yeah. Execute. And yeah, I, I can't say enough. If you haven't done it, if you haven't looked into it, you really need to. Yep. There you go. Rant over. I talked for 45 minutes. 75 now. minutes. You're welcome. That's to the point. That's as to the point as it's going to get with me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I left some stuff out. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, there was there was a lot. And hindsight being 2020, I should have listened to Dallas and kind of like maybe journaled and kind of kept some notes throughout that process. But <clears throat> I think it would have just been another thing to forget about. forget about and then maybe feel bad about and then hold my, you know, hold it over my own head. So. Yeah. I think it is like uh, the dichotomy of it, though. Like you can't take too much ownership in that stuff. <laughs> well, so I tried to go right in to live hard. So I took two days and went right in to live hard. I failed on day three. Mm-hmm. And then I started over and I failed again on day three or four. And I, I don't know what the deal is. I, it's my bitch voice. And the fact that I'm unwilling to hold myself accountable at the end of the day. Like, I can make all kinds of excuses. My kids, my schedule, my this, my that, my that, blah, 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 blah. But flipping the switch, I don't know why. I just have, like, an unwillingness to do it right now, and I don't know what it is. And that doesn't mean, like, I'm going out and I'm eating cake and I'm drinking a bunch of beer and I'm going to McDonald's every day and I'm, like, doing all the stuff that I used to do. But, like, checking those boxes was... I felt like I already explained this to you, but I'll explain it for the podcast was when, whenever you're done with being with the flu and you're done, you're no longer congested. You no longer have a fever. You're quote unquote. Well, the several days afterwards, you just feel run down. Like no matter how much you're trying to move that after you took the spring off of it, what are you doing, man? (laughs) Um, you know, you, uh, uh, I just felt drained. Just absolutely drained. And the extra three power tasks plus the 10 minutes of... Cold shower. uh, No, five-minute cold shower, 10 minutes of dedicated visualization. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know what it was, but I I just... 
let the bitch voice win. That's the best way I can put it. I'm, I could sit here and make all kinds of fucking excuses in the world, but I let the bitch voice win. And I don't know, like right now I'm just trying to regroup and see where I go. And like you were telling me, like I was really beating myself up over it. And you're like, man, you can take too much ownership. And, and Dallas said it best. Nobody can take 75 hard away from you. Mm-hmm. You did it. Nobody can take that away. Done. And I've got a year to complete live hard from the moment, from the day that I started 75 hard. Yeah. So maybe it's still in the cards. I hope it is because I think I'm, I will grow better and maybe I really it'll happen. Maybe it won't. I mean, you're probably do 75 hard again in your life. So, well, and I, and I was thinking about that. How cool would it be to say I've done 75 hard 10 times mm-hmm. or I've done 75 hard every year for the last 20 years. Um, or I've done live hard every year or every other year because live hard's really only 90 days. If you think about it to me, it's not something like, I feel like it's a refocusing thing. Like when you get out of line, when you do notice like, oh fuck, I've been eating too much. Like I'm getting out of line. Like I need to do 75 hard and get like realigned, you know, like I need to do the right things. I feel like it, it can be a tool for that. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it every year. Yeah. Just, yeah. But I, I was just thinking to myself like as a thought experiment, because obviously I had a lot of time walking where I could just sit and think. Yeah. And and I, I will tell you, like I spent a lot of time during that, those walks doing visualization or planning planning uh uh speeches yeah. like to like of situations like if i had to For talk during a situation sure. yeah so it <laughs> visualized a lot about that like i'm not gonna lie a lot lot because that's like a huge goal that's what it takes um and what i would do and what i wouldn't do so we're coming up on an hour so i think we should probably wrap it up sounds good to me so, everyone, thanks for listening to the Higher Points Podcast. And, of course, the heater comes on as I'm giving the uh, conclusion here. But we appreciate you listening to the Higher Points Podcast. Uh, check us out on uh, social media, on Instagram, at the Higher Points, Facebook, at the Higher Points Podcast. Our website's www.thehigherpoints.com. Also, if you go to the contact page there and email us, we are renting out the podcast studio. So if you want to kind of see what it's like, uh, what equipment we have, record some of your own podcasts or even, uh, like I have a, fr- a cousin that wanted, or excuse me, a nephew that wanted to record some of his music. I mean, this would be a, a way that he could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have some ways that you can plug instruments in and stuff. It's kind of limited, but you could. So just, uh, we appreciate it. We're humbled that you uh, have taken the time to join us. Just keep, uh, liking and please, we beg you share the podcast, put it on your stories, put it on your timeline, share it. Tyrone. I see you, homie. You're you're sharing it every time. Love you, man. Keep it up. So we'll catch up with you guys next time. See you guys.